0: you could have chose to be. you chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions. And that means the world to me. And I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much.
1: Thank you. I'm actually just waiting for Marie to come in. I just sent her a text message. So it's really funny because, you know, we all of us who are regulars here on Clubhouse, we use this platform all the time. And we love it, and we're somebody addicted to it. And wh- one note that I took this week is not everybody's on Clubhouse. And Marie is an unbelievable master at marketing <laughs> and she and a coach, and she is not on the app. So we did a private room together the other day so I could set her up and get her situated. And I don't know if she, oh, there she is. I'm she's here, here. She is, She's in the room, yay. Yes. Marie, how are Hi. you? <laughs> How are you doing?
2: I'm doing fantastic. What an honor to be here. I'm so excited.
1: I know I've just been having this conversation with people. Um, I actually want to see, I wonder if we can do like, maybe it would be too distracting. I kind of wanted to go like live on Instagram and tell everybody to come over here. Sure. And, but I'm wondering, you wanna, all right, let's try it. I'm going to put an earbud in and uh, start a live. We'll just do it for a couple of minutes, just telling everybody to come into this room. And while I'm over here doing this with you, um, want to i was i was noting that not everybody that is a brilliant marketer is are on social media apps like this (laughs) do you want to talk about that and then we'll go into a bio just real
2: quick oh absolutely i think you know one of the things that's great about marketing is you get to play in the channels where you really want to play you know and great marketing is great marketing no matter where you're doing it whether it's on email it's on video it's on podcast it's on TikTok, it's on instagram it's on clubhouse it's really about the message that you're sharing, and it's about connecting with your ideal customers wherever they might be. And you know, one of the things that I have is great perspective. I've been in business for over 20 years, and so I remember very clearly, Haley, what it was like starting and growing a business online back in the year 2000, right? So this is pre-social media, this is pre-everything. And for me, one of the things that's really important for me as a human being, you know, my tagline for our show is creating a business and life that you love. And that looks different for everyone. And one of the things I like to encourage people is you have to be on the platforms, you have to be creating content in the places that feel the most aligned for you. And so for me, you know, Clubhouse is amazing. I was actually on here two years ago when we were doing the book launch for Everything is outable and it was super fun. And at the end of the day, there's 24 hours in a day, right? And I want people to not feel like they have to be everywhere at once because they don't have to be in order to have an extremely successful business. So for everyone here listening right now, If you're aligned and on fire with Clubhouse, and this is a place where you get so much juice, you connect with your people, you're able to create and form relationships and inspire others to take action, that's awesome. But you don't also have to feel as though you have to be enormous on Instagram and enormous on TikTok and enormous on a podcast, enormous on YouTube and every other platform there is. Because for most creatives, it's overwhelming. And when they spread themselves too thin they start to go into uh, a really ineffective place and they're wondering why they're not getting more traction so for me i'm always about simplify to amplify choosing the one or two platforms where for whatever reason your talents and your skills really come to life and then going hard there
1: Yeah, that's such an excellent point. I think that what happens in our world is that we get so distracted. We watch everybody else doing everything else. Yep. Sometimes we watch people that aren't even mastering platforms. We think they are because of either the way that they're talking about it. Or, I mean, I know sometimes we see somebody who we think has a big platform and maybe they do, maybe they have a lot of growth, but they actually aren't even monetizing on the platform, but we decide to listen to them for some reason.
2: That's right.
1: Yeah. And one of the things that um, I've noticed is that that actually stops people from taking action completely.
2: Yeah. And the other thing that's underneath that, you know, if you're on the surface level watching other people, but you don't actually have your own strategy that you're working, a clear vision for how your business is going to make money and how it's going to grow into the future it becomes really easy to just start chasing other people's surface level strategies and you're right you don't know what's going on under the surface and i have a unique ability because of my position because i've been doing this for so long that i get to meet and talk with a lot of people and i love that it's one of the greatest honors and privileges of my life and often in conversations with people that have enormous front ends meaning they can have sometimes Millions of followers across any platform, by the way. So, on the surface, it looks like, oh my gosh, this person is crushing it. And what they often reveal is on the back end, they're not. Whether there's no business strategy and it's just a ton of chaos, there's not actually money coming in, they've got the vanity metrics, but they don't have the bank account. And for me, my entire career has been focused on when it comes to business education, teaching people how to build financial freedom, real financial freedom. And for me, success is about owning for yourself, what are the metrics that matter? And in my life, the metrics that matter are the fact that I have high profit margins, that I've always got cash in the bank, that I'm able to pay my team very well and grow my team whenever I need to that we have steadiness in terms of our income, that we know exactly where we're going and exactly where we're not. And those are the things, quite frankly, Haley, that don't show up all the time for folks that have millions and millions you know, on the shiny front end. And what I always want to do is teach people how to run a business that is successful over the long term, that even if it doesn't look like they're quote unquote a crusher on the front when you look at the back end when you look at not only their finances when you look at their stability but more importantly you look at their happiness and well-being they got it dialed in
1: such a great topic right now happiness and well-being with what's happened in the world
2: um i'm gonna go ahead and we're
1: gonna try this you guys i've never done this before on these two platforms but i've done it before on facebook and instagram so we're gonna try it i'm gonna go live on instagram i'm gonna ask marie to come in we're gonna try to bring some people in the room in the meantime, what you guys are going to do is you're going to go ahead and you're going to press the little uh, little arrow buttons at the bottom that say 223, I think it says, and there's a little thing that says share via, and then you can go ahead and click and share on TikTok, I mean, sorry, Twitter, Facebook, messages, you can copy the link, you can send it to anybody you want. And you can also press the little, we call ping button, and invite people into the room. So I'm going to try it. If we get too much feedback, you guys can let me know but we are gonna go live and then I'm gonna do a proper introduction to the woman who deserves it, Marie Forleo. Now, I wanna give you guys a little perspective. Um, When I met Marie, I knew nothing about online business, nothing at all. In fact, I was a corporate bankruptcy attorney And then I quit the practice of law after five years and I became a Pilates and yoga teacher. My parents were super proud that I had used all of that education (laughs) that they had actually paid for and that I was going to go teach people how to do Pilates. And all right, Marie, I'm over on Instagram now, so if you want to just go find my account, we can go ahead and um, request and uh, approve your request to join. Um, Except uh, somebody else is asking me to join, who I have no idea who that is. (laughs) And anyway, um, I, but I followed my heart and I know, Marie, that you have a very similar story. After about 15 years in that business, uh, I realized that I wasn't making the kind of money, somebody's muted you guys, if you can help me out on the stage. I realized I wasn't um, making the kind of money that I, that I wanted to make to serve the world and to serve my family. There we go, she's coming live. And I decided to, start looking around online, and guess who I found? I found Marie, <laughs> and I took B-School. All right, you guys, you gonna have to tell me how the volume is. I took B-School, her course, which actually is open for enrollment right now. I think it closes,
2: to, is it tomorrow, Marie? Yes, it is, tomorrow, which is Thursday. Okay, at 7, okay, yeah, we'll Eastern.
1: post, we'll, po- we'll yeah, we'll post a link at the top of the stage um, in a second. And hey, <laughs> we're over on Clubhouse, you guys. So come on over to Clubhouse. We're in a room interviewing Marie. And we'd love to see you over there because there's a lot of conversation and chat going on over there and we're going to do a fabulous interview right now. So anyway, long story short, I found Marie, I I went through her B-School. And the thing about courses, you guys, is there's people like Marie who tell you how to do it and if you follow their instructions, you can't go wrong. And the reason that people don't succeed (laughs) in certain things that they're trying to do is because they sign up for something and they don't take action. So I will say to you, and Marie, you can follow me up on this if you want. And I literally had this conversation in a boxer with some girls on my doTERRA team. I was like, you guys, I am giving you the roadmap. I am laying out the success path. And what is happening is you are not taking action. Here's the difference between you and me, nothing except that I'm taking action and you're not because I don't give a flying (laughs) if I fail or not, I fail forward every day. So I'd love for you to speak to that Marie, but first do me a favor and introduce yourself to everybody who I don't know if they're living under a rock, but may not know who you are. Hey, Haley,
3: real quick, as as, uh, Marie's about to do that, I do just want to let you know, you sound great on Clubhouse. You are echoing like crazy on Instagram. So just want to let you know. All right, so what
1: we'll do on Instagram, then it was just ask you guys to come over to Clubhouse Oh, say goodbye Bye. Bye. all right Bye. let's focus on clubhouse but we are over on instagram on clubhouse you guys so come on over
2: all right marie oh we are so here we go just so let's do a little
1: out. intro of how you got who you are
2: how you got started and let's just talk about this failing forward and not taking action yeah well you know Like you said in my intro and like it was said in my intro, I'm Marie Forleo. Um, I help people create a business in life they love. At this point, we've helped almost 70,000 entrepreneurs start and grow their businesses, over 600 different industries um, from virtually every country and territory around the world. So I bring with me a great love of entrepreneurship Um, Me, myself, I didn't have, you know, a higher education in terms of an MBA or a PhD or anything like that. In fact, I was the first in my family to go to college. And um, I failed quite a bit in the beginning of my career. I worked on Wall Street. I worked for magazine publishers, both on the ad sales side and the editorial side. And I finally figured out after feeling like I was beating my head against a wall for so many years that I was not meant to work for anyone else. That was kind of my introduction to being an entrepreneur. But the fearful part was, I didn't know how to start and run a business. And again, we're taking it back to 1999. I was so insecure, I was so full of doubt. I was also under piles and piles and piles of debt. I say all that to let you know that if you're just starting out, Or if you're someone like me who doesn't have all the degrees or all the access to different people who have done things like this, you know, their whole lives and kind of family money, that it is completely possible for you to build a business and a life that you love. And one of the things that um, I feel so honored and excited by with what we do with B-School, which I know we'll talk about it, is the fact that as long as you have an idea for a product or a service, or maybe your business is already started and you have that product or service, but it's just not getting the kind of sales and traction that you know it's possible to get, if you're not making the impact that you know that you are born to make, there's probably just a handful of strategies, a handful of understandings and principles that you're not activating quite yet, the activation of which would change everything. And one of the things that I learned early on in my career as a coach was this. It doesn't matter what you do for a living, whether you are a fashion designer, you're a graphic designer, you're a chef, you're a yoga teacher, you're a Pilates teacher, you know, uh, it doesn't matter what industry that you're in. All of us want to be the best in the world at what we do, right? That's kind of like the heart of it. We want to serve at a very high level. We want to deliver value. We want to make a difference. But being the best at the craft of what you do is not enough. Because in this world, if you don't also master the skills of marketing and sales, and do so in such a way that is fully aligned with your value in your heart, you will never make the income or the impact that you are capable of making. And that's really the big lesson. I know Haley, when I first started out and um, I would meet people because I had a simultaneous career, I often tell people I'm the multi-passionate entrepreneur because um, there's many things that I love to do. There are many areas of my life that I am excited to express myself in. And in the beginning, I found it confusing. I loved the world of personal development and coaching. I was very passionate about small business. I was super, super lit up about this brand new world of online and digital marketing. I was also spiritual. I wanted to become a great writer, a great speaker, a great teacher, but I was also passionate about fitness and hip hop and dance. And I felt schizophrenic, to be honest with you. And uh, once I really started to master the skills of sales and marketing, I would often go out and I'd meet people, and I was teaching dance fitness classes all over the world. And uh, my students would come up to me and they'd say, well, "How are you doing all of these things? How do you have this coaching practice? How do you teach these sold out dance workshops? You know, how is everything working together?" And I would tell them it's because I understand the skills of sales and marketing. And inevitably, Haley, I would always meet, especially women, but not always, that would say something like this: "Oh my God, I have an idea for this product or service, but I couldn't do sales and marketing. I'm going to need to find someone else to do that." I don't want to feel like a used car salesman. I don't want to be pushy. I don't want to be aggressive. Can I just get somebody else to do that part for me? I'm just the ideas person." And Haley, I would want to shake them and lovingly smack the shit out of them because I would say, no, you are completely capable of marketing and sales in a way where you are the farthest thing from a used car salesman you can do so in a way that's completely aligned with your heart and your values and your creativity. And I would say to them, do you know that when you're practicing what I teach, which is called modern marketing, the best of your humanity comes out, not the worst. And so I would ask them, "You know, do you like recommending restaurants that you love? And inevitably people would say, of course. I say, do you ever tell people about movies or TV shows that are just amazing that you think everyone should watch? And they would say, of course. And I'd say, have you ever been with a friend and you know she's maybe got some kind of little ailment and you know the exact right herbs or medication or the right chicken soup recipe to share to help her get better? And they would say, of course. And I'd say, well, then you have everything that you need to succeed in your business. You're generous, you're empathetic, you wanna listen, you wanna serve, you wanna help. The best qualities in you are what's gonna make your business thrive if you know how to channel them. And Haley, that's really when I started to understand that there was this huge block out there, especially for heart-centered entrepreneurs, where I'm like, they're holding themselves back. They're never going to make the money that they're capable of making. They're not going to have the financial freedom they're capable of of having. And most importantly, they're not going to reach the people that they are meant to serve if they stay playing small. And so that was really the genesis of B-School. And I'll, I'll take a pause there to see where else we want to go. But that's just a little bit about me and why I'm so passionate about helping people get these timeless principles and strategies right so they can have the freedom that they deserve.
1: I love that. And I, <clears throat> when I met you, that's literally the reason that I was so in, in like just infatuated with your message because I felt like up until then, all I heard was that Kind of bro marketing voice in my head, and, mm-hmm. and and felt that in order to sell something, you had to sell by being that kind of pushy-ish kind of person. And what I heard from your from your and by the way, you guys, I put a link to the at the top of the screen. So if you want to learn more about her course, it, she she does a really long, fabulous runway leading up to this. I mean, even if you never sign up for anything that Marie does, you got to watch her launch something because she is a friggin' pro. And I'm sorry that we didn't come here until today because her course is literally closing tomorrow. But if you do wanna check out what she's all about, go ahead and click the link at the top of the stage here. But when I went through the course myself, and you guys, I did not have the money at the time to go through this course. I wasn't making any money. I thought, who am I to spend $2,000 on an online marketing course when I don't even have a business really that I'm marketing? Like, I don't even know what I'm doing. And I went through it, and your message was so heartfelt. And I love the word, the way that you use the word timeless right now. Yes. Because even though the strategies have changed, even though maybe somebody is using an Instagram bot now and Instagram didn't exist then, or people have pop-ups on a, on a registration page to get you to sign up. And maybe they didn't have, you know, marketing strategies like that back then, the principles
2: are timeless. That's right. And that's where you build skills that will serve you and, quite frankly, build your bank account for life. I mean, let's just take it back to what you said, though, Haley. You know, you didn't think that, like, who were you to invest in yourself, you know, a few thousand dollars um, at that particular time, which you've now literally parlayed into millions. And I don't know about you, Haley, but if anyone tells me, hey, Marie, I'm going to give you an opportunity to invest this amount of money in yourself, by the way, in your own skills, in your own understanding, in your own discipline, in your own capabilities as a creative and as a business person. And there's a really good chance on the back end, you're going to not only 10, but maybe 100 or 1000X 1, that investment. Would you take it? I take it all day long. Um, just really quickly is I understand how scary it is because again, I started from nothing just like everyone else. And it was actually, I was in the red, so I know what it feels like to be in a really challenging place financially, but I also know what it real, what it feels like to trust yourself and to know that you're meant for more. And that's why we back everything up with a hundred percent money back guarantee. We don't want anyone in our program and I, you know, this is our 13th year running it that we're not a good fit for and we certainly don't want to take anyone's money who's not a good fit for us so that's why you know if people are interested and they do want to check it out just know that we've got your back and that there's literally nothing to lose and everything including your freedom to gain
1: and i want to take that to the next level because it's not even just investing in a course like this like b school like once you do do something like this and i know you you make decisions like this every day marie I'm making decisions every day that I'm scared of making. I'm making decisions every day that I don't have the answer for. You know, I, if I could tell you what was happening in my house one hour before this interview, I mean, I'm actually going to tell you, okay? So, so, so I woke up this morning and my 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 little one, she's 12 and a half. You guys, she got her period for the first time, ah! and I have this interview with you, and I've been telling everybody, and I'm like, ah, one hour till tea time, 40 minutes till tea time, 30 minutes till tea time, and I've got my 12 year old screaming and crying around the room, and like, but the thing is, is as you say, like everything is figured out. Like I had to teach that girl to use a tampon in five minutes and a, a, a and we actually, we tried, we tried applico- applicators that were plastic. We tried applicators that were cardboard. We tried uh, the ones that don't have an applicator. We tried the like we did everything and we figured it out we got it done. And I'm sitting here with you. So I'm, the reason I'm taking this to real life, the reason I'm sharing this with you is because what you guys don't realize is you're making decisions every single day. And they may not be like, oh, should I invest $100 a day on a new Facebook ad campaign? They may not be like, oh, what should I say on this landing page to get people to come to my webinar or my summit? You guys are making decisions every single day that impact everything in your life. And those who make it one step farther on their success path, whether it be in your business or whether it be in your relationship with your 12 and a half year old, right? and her thought process like i remember the day that my mom was in the bathroom with me putting a mirror underneath my legs teaching me how to do the same thing when i was 14. like whether whatever you're whatever you're doing you're making decisions And the people who are afraid to make decisions are the ones that are going to sacrifice everything
2: yeah and honestly making no decision is a decision right that is a decision and it will put you in a certain orbit in your life, most likely one that will have you feeling a sense of regret and sadness about lost time. And I've been there for myself. And I've been in that place where I'm like, oh, I don't know. And then I learned, thankfully, to just tap into my heart and trust it. Our minds, wonderful tools, terrible masters, right? It's great to tap into our intellect, to our rationale. It's great to understand our past experiences. But when it comes to real wisdom, it lives in the heart. It lives in our solar plexus. It lives in our bodies. And I think that no matter what decision you're considering making, whether it is in the realm of your relationships or your health or some aspect of your home life or your career or your business, I always find the best and wisest guidance comes from within and comes from the heart. So when you get those butterflies in your stomach, or you get that feeling that some opportunity could lead you to your next stage of growth and expansion, that it could help you reach the heights that you see yourself in, in your mind's eye, trust it. You will either learn something or you will get to that next stage that you've been talking to yourself about and talking to your friends about for so long. And I will tell you, you will never, ever regret it.
1: Oh, that's so good. That's so good. And I mean, what I always think when I'm in this situation is like, what is the price that I'm going to pay if I don't do it? What is the price I'm going to pay?
2: Yes. Well, I mean, you know, I think about something I like to call the 10-year test. You know, whenever I'm thinking about making a pretty big decision that could lead me on a completely different path in my life or has the potential to up-level in a way that I've been dreaming about, Um, and it's scary, I ask myself to take the 10-year test, and here's what the 10-year test is. It's when you lean 10 years into the future from whatever age you're at now, and you ask yourself, will I have regretted not saying yes to this? So it's a little bit of a time travel exercise where you get to zoom forward in time and space and imagine yourself 10 years older than you are right now and look back and really say, am I going to regret not taking that trip to Italy? Am I gonna regret not saying yes to learning a particular new skill? Am I gonna regret not spending time with my 12 year old or the love of my life or my parents or whatever it is? And I often find that that decade gives you such a great instant touch point into what future you may feel and think And often it's enough to inspire you to take action now. And again, action that's inclusive of the holistic view of your life. And it tends to tap into that power center of the heart that we were just talking about, because we all know this, right? I'm sure there's no one on the line here. That's like 12 or 13 right now. We've all got some decades behind us and they go faster as we get older. And you start to recognize your own mortality and you start to see that we don't have forever and there are certain decisions in life that um you make them and it really can change everything i know that was the truth for me like i'm so grateful to my 23 year old self who said enough with the corporate world i can't do this anymore i am meant to be free i'm meant to create and chart my own path wherever that may go And over 20 years later, it was one of the best risks I ever took in my life.
1: Same, absolutely. And here's the other thing. It's like, it's not even just like the, like the career that we're, that we're, that we're looking at, like what, okay, if I don't step in, if I don't say yes to, you know, this course that I want to take, if I don't say yes to this event that I want to go to, if I don't say yes to this business that I want to start, it's not even like for me, the, the, the business aspect of it's like, if I didn't say yes to B school. Actually, wouldn't have met you if I didn't meet you. I wouldn't be on. Well, you and I—I've been interviewing you for how many years right now? Seven or eight years already, either on a podcast or a clubhouse room or or a live. Like I wouldn't have had that chance to build my own relationship with you. If I didn't build my own relationship with you, then these people wouldn't be hearing from you right now. Like when you think of it in that sort of like domino effect, what's the one thing that you're not making a decision about that could have not only an effect on your life? but the effect on thousands of other people. If I hadn't said yes to network marketing 10 years ago, I had no idea what that was. I wouldn't be living in the home that I'm in right now. I wouldn't have another home in San Diego. I wouldn't be friends with people like Tom Challen who's on the stage right now, or Glenn Lundy who's come to my house because I wouldn't have had those opportunities. I wouldn't have the life that I have right now if I had not leaned in to something that felt scary. Right on. Yeah. All right, so let's talk about um, Matt. <laughs> this is a question that I always, I, I always want to ask you because I, when I look at you, and look, I mean, I could be looking at you from a different lens and you're looking at yourself. And I think this is sometimes the mistake that people make as we look at people on social media and we wonder, oh, they have it so perfectly, right? Mm-hmm. But I do think my thought is that you are a master at business and, and personal life, balancing it. I do. I look at you and I think, wow, this woman has really mastered the balance. And I love that because a big part of my brand is balance. It's about hacking your habits so you can show up in your relationships. It's so you can show up with your spouse, with your partner, with your kids, with your friends, with your in your business, with your customers, so you can show up and be the person that you want to be for them, with them, but also have the time to be creative, think, relax do the things that bring you joy and so when i look at you i think wow i really love the way that she lives life can you talk about what that is like for you
2: oh yeah and by the way let me just say that i am such a work in progress and the only reason i have any semblance of joy and what you would describe as balance is because i've had the extreme opposite because I've punished myself in so many ways, and I've done the opposite, and it was so painful that I had to find another way. Does that make sense? So it is not something that has come fully naturally to me. And I'll say say a few things about that because it's gonna sound like I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth, but I'm not. And I think so many people listening right now will have this understanding. So as a soul, as a human being, i have a lot of joy in me i love having fun i love people i love connecting with others i love cooking meals for my friends and my family i love travel and adventure i love dance and music and being goofy and silly and playful and wild simultaneously i am also work obsessed i have huge dreams big ambitions I have struggled and battled with perfectionism so much of my life. And I come from a family who, you know, my mom grew up in poverty, my dad didn't have much money, so I basically absorbed a work ethic that is nonstop. And that's not from a bad place. It was a place of necessity. It was a place that, well, that's what you do to provide for your family. And so that's all I knew. So I just wanted to share that really transparently, Haley, that you know, it is a continual refinement for me because being kind to myself and easy on myself and nice to me does not come easily. I am much more wired to punish, to push, to grind all day and night. So anything that you're witnessing is something that is so intentional and something that I have to actively work on because it's not the way that I was brought up.
1: that's exactly how
2: I am, that's why I
1: admire it. I appreciate you saying that. Yes.
2: so all that to say, and I think it's so important too, because I'm a huge student of neuroscience, of behavioral science, of all of the different aspects of research that we now have at our fingertips to understand how we human beings thrive most. And what I realized was that for so many years, even though I was having fun, because again, that's part of my DNA, my God, was I overworking? Was I pushing myself too hard? And it has only been, I think, in the recent years where I've been able to see very clearly that the more space and grace I give myself, the more effective I become. You know, we um, recently, I created and launched another program. We'll talk about it at a different time, but I want to say this here because it's relevant to this conversation um, called Time Genius, because I was battling my own relationship with time and overwhelm and feeling just so stretched to the max. And like I, you know, no matter how hard I was working, I felt like I couldn't keep up. And one of the things that I discovered in doing my research for that program was that at least according to some studies, and I'm going to take and hold on to this fact because it really works for me, that for many of us, not all of us, but for many of us, the maximum amount of time that we should work per day on us, an area of our business that is cognitively demanding. Do you know what I mean? Like The the kind of work that is so intensely focused, it's not like responding to emails, it's not necessarily even like having a conversation with a team member. It's something where you're generating, where every single brain cell and and neuron is firing and focused in such an intense way. You know how many hours we should be doing that a day? Four.
1: I was gonna say two.
2: (laughs) Yeah, for some people it might be two, four. And I actually just interviewed yesterday, one of my most prized, admired, and respected creative icons, a woman who wrote um, a book that has now sold over 5 million copies called The Artist's Way. Her name is Julia Cameron. She's written over 40 books in the past 30 years. Talk about prolific. And I was talking with her about this very idea, right? And I said, Hey, Julia, I've read that when you're working on a draft of your next book, that you write three pages a day. You know, do you ever get into a place where you're just like, Oh my God, I'm so in flow. I can write six pages or nine pages. And she said, Nope. And you want to know why? And I said, why she said, because I don't want to strip the gears. I don't want to burn myself out. I want to always leave creative fuel in the tank so that when I show up at the page tomorrow, I have even more to pour forth. And so there's so much wisdom, There's so much science, there's so much common sense that points to not overworking. And I think it's really important that we have this conversation, because especially on social media, especially what we've all been exposed to, I'd say for probably the past five to seven years is a glorification of the notion of hustle, of hustle until your fucking eyeballs fall out until you're so stressed out, you're so sick, your adrenals are burnt that you have no access to your own passion, your own well being, and you start questioning why you got started in the first place. And so what I want to recommend, and that what I want to invite everyone listening to consider is that there's a whole other paradigm where you can create a business that is thriving as you thrive yourself where you're focused on the handful of strategies, the handful of principles, the handful of practices that really move the needle in your business and you can ignore everything else, including the noise and including the toxic messages that you should be working 24-7, 365, and if you're not, you don't want it bad enough. You're not hungry enough. You're not dreaming big enough. I think it's time we put those toxic messages to bed and that we start inviting people to work and create in a new way that has their businesses thrive, has their lives thrive and their families thrive. And I will tell you, I am living proof and so many of our B-Schoolers are Haley. We have so many stories where people actually came through the program and they're like, holy shit, I'm overworking. I'm doing way too much. I can slash this, this and this and watch this, I'm going to work four to you know 8 hours a week rather than 20 or 40 and i'm going to make just as much if not more
1: I think that that's a generational thing that we're all learning these th- these days. I think that you know when you think back, I, I I've been doing a lot of study on my own family and epigenology and 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 what's been happening over generation of generation. And you know we came from a place through like World War One, World War Two, like and we would come out of the depression where there was just so much focus on like nobody had any money, right? That's so it right. was like work, 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 work. And then some of us, um, from whatever background we came from you know, we, that was the way that we, that we created value for ourselves. Like the more we did, I, I literally still struggle today when I have free time giving myself permission to do nothing.
2: That's right. That's right. And we have to have more of these conversations because again, the science backs it up. Some of our most brilliant, prolific world-changing insights, ah ahas, epiphanies and connections come not when we're grinding but when we're taking a shower, when we're walking around the block, when we're picking up the friggin' dog poop, when we're doing absolutely nothing that looks like hustling, grinding, or producing, but that comes when we allow our conscious mind to have a rest and our subconscious mind to do what it does best, which is to make brilliant connections, is to find new ways of connecting old or disparate information, and to open ourselves up to the joy and to the possibility that we can actually have these insights and it's not gonna come from us staring at our screens 24
1: seven. 100%, I think it's even the same when you're even uh, doing things for pleasure, like if you are exercising, like so many people who were training back in the day, when I was training, when my husband was training, overtraining, even when I'm reading a book at night, like I'm like, oh my God, this is so good, this is so good. And I have to say to myself, put it down, like your brain can only process and then it's gonna ruin your day the next day when you don't get sleep. Those of us who <laughs> are, right. are binging on Netflix episodes, it's like I get to the next one and I'm like, oh, but I gotta see what happens and I have to make myself turn it off. Like it's just a matter of willpower. You know, I know that you're here only for a few more minutes and I wanna make sure that we just give a couple people the opportunity to ask questions because I'm of sure course. people are dying to ask you some questions. So what's your timeline? When do you need to be off
2: today? Um, I've got about 10 more minutes.
1: Okay, so would you guys blink your mic on the stage right now and keep blinking your mic so I can see? Um, I see Tom blinking. I see Ramon blinking. I see, i just looking at the top, Iffy blinking. I mean, I know people are bringing all the way down. Why don't we start with you guys and just see how far we get, okay?
0: Hey, Haley. Well, awesome. Tom, go Tom go. please go. Awesome. Yeah, thanks, Haley. You're doing a great job interviewing. Thank you, Maria. So the question that I have for you is right now, what are you finding to be the most converting? Front-end funnel offer. Is it a five-day challenge? Is it a summit, three or three-day challenge, five-day challenge? What do you find really working for you right now?
2: Oh, I would say honestly, it's less about that time and it's more about the hook and the offer. So it's matching (whistles) message to market match. You know, like a (whistles) five-day challenge could work. An ebook actually could work brilliantly. I think it's all about really understanding. First of all, who your ideal customer is, what is that deeper pain point or that dream or aspiration that's really gonna hook them? And how can you deliver results that's not only gonna get them results as quickly as possible, but be the perfect next setup step for whatever the next step is in your sales funnel. Does that make sense? So for you know, someone who wants to buy a particular, um, let's say it's a, an e-comm product, right? Let's say it's a, some kind of nutritional supplement. They might actually do much better with something fast like an ebook versus some type of coaching program where you want to give them an experience over like a three-day challenge. So I would pay less attention to what is it? Is it a three-day challenge, a five-day challenge, a webinar, and go a little bit deeper into your ideal customer avatar and get really deep into the psychology of what do they want right now and what's going to be the next best step to set them up in your sales funnel.
3: Awesome. Thank you so much.
1: You're welcome. And, and Marie, what I've learned from you and and other people along the way is it's not even the features of what you're offering. Because I know some people so many people who have sales pages or ebooks or whatever they're offering that just list all the like the the external benefits like i'm going to give you sales copy i'm going to give you sheet sheets i'm going to give you this i'm going to give you that i'm going to give you avatars i'm going to give you uh whatever you know like <laughs> yeah. uh like the, but what what really what
2: you want to sell them on is the, the freedom from
1: their emotional pain that they're in
2: that's right and, like yeah. no one cares about coaching no one cares about a challenge per se no one cares about an ebook per se right what they want is that desired end goal and so if you can position whatever that front end offer is as getting them one step closer quickly to that desired end goal it's going to convert well if it's not it doesn't matter if it's a challenge and webinar an ebook it's just not going to convert
1: yeah thank you okay who was next i know i called it Remote. Okay,
0: remote. <laughs> hey Haley, thanks for ha- thanks Haley. Marie, glad to have you here. Hustle indeed is bad. Smart hustle, the name of my company, is great. My yes. right. question for you, Marie, indeed. Marie, can you just talk about your book? Everything is figureoutable. It's a book I've got multiple copies, and I think the principles in that book are great because many people say I can't do it. I don't have a resource. I can't figure it out. But Marie Forleo talks about everything is figureoutable. Can you just touch on that two or three lines to share with everyone?
4: Thanks so oh. much, Marie, and thanks for Haley
2: oh thank you so much yes yeah, so the notion that everything is figure outable is one of the most powerful beliefs that you can embed into your consciousness that will change your life so here's my belief that every single person on the planet has everything they need in them right now to either transform or transcend any challenge that you face and when you believe that everything is figure outable, what it does is it activates your brain neurobiologically to start to look for creative solutions. It helps you not quit, but actually rise up and say, well, what else haven't I tried? Who else can I call? What else might be a creative solution to solve X, Y or Z? And in my own experience and everyone I've had the chance to share this belief with, when you adopt this belief, when you make it your own, when you embed it into yourself on a cellular level. It's like you awaken a superpower to make yourself virtually unstoppable, not unstoppable in the sense that everything will go your way because we know it won't and not unstoppable in the sense that you're never going to face defeat or challenges or find yourself in impossible situations because we all do, but unstoppable in the most profound sense, meaning that there is nothing, no thing, no person, no situation, no limitation that will ever have the chance to hold you down again. And so that would be my invitation for you to adopt that beautiful mantra, to say it to yourself as often as possible so that you can develop the new neural pathways in your brain to make that belief not only just a belief that's nice and that you say once in a while, but that it becomes the bedrock of your philosophy for living, that it's available to you on tap. So no matter what you face at any stage in your life, the first thing you go to when the shiitake hits the fan is you say, I got this, everything is figure outable. I may not have the answer right now, I may not be the one who has the answer, but it exists in this universe and as an embodiment of the creative force itself, I will help myself figure this out.
0: Thanks Marie and Haley, if he was next.
1: I love that. Another thing that I've been saying lately, Marie, is 100% as possible, 100% of the time.
2: Mm -hmm. (laughs) I love it. All right,
1: like getting the 12 year old her tampon when she's never put one inside of her before and getting on an interview with Marie Forleo. Everything is possible 100% of the time, 100%. <laughs> all right, um, so we had, we had. I think Ify was next and then I was gonna pass to Glenn to ask the very next question. I wanna, I first of all, I just wanna give Glenn a huge virtual hug. He is Yay, the creator Glenn. of this space. He is the creator of this club and I'm definitely gonna let him have the opportunity to ask you the very last question. Niffy, I think you were next and then we'll pass.
4: Oh, thank you so much, Haley. Thank you for bringing Marie Forleo to the room. Absolutely, I graduated from Marie Forleo's B-School in 2014 and I can just say to anyone who's in the room, it was the best thing. Lucienne, who you can see below, both of us did B-School separate times. Absolutely fantastic. My question for you, Marie, is I'm a, I'm a dancer, I'm a trained dancer. When I left the world of dancing and put away my high-waisted hot pants, and i moved into the world of corporate finance nobody there was nobody out there telling me that i could bring all my creativity and all my sassiness and yes. when i when i found out when i started doing your course it literally changed my life i wrote my book based on your course created my online program because of your course and i just want to ask you who i you gave me permission to bring my fierceness, my sassiness, my, you know, who I am into this corporate world of business. But who was you looking at? Who was there looking? Who did you see give you permission to to do that? Because I had you, but who did you have?
2: Oh my gosh, what a great question. By the way, congratulations. You just gave me goosebumps with your story and I am so beyond thrilled for you to answer your question. Really, it was my mom. And I'll tell you this, my mom is not a person who's in business. She literally feels like I'm an alien. God bless her, We, she's still alive and I have her. And she'll often say to me, when I talked to her yesterday, she's like, where did you come from? She's like, my biggest dreams in the world, and I honor this and I respect this. She's like, was to have a family. All I wanted was to have two kids. And to be a wife and to just have a family, and that was it. Like, I don't know where you came from. And the reason I say she's my inspiration is this is because my mom was so incredibly playful when I was growing up. You know, I would come home and I would have these ideas to do these dances and to, you know, do all of these kind of things. And she would like get down and play with me and be even wilder and crazier than I was and i remember ify when i started my business i tried to live into my idea of what a professional businesswoman was and you have to understand i was 23 at the time i was incredibly insecure i was so afraid i had so much self doubt and so i was just kind of reaching for images that i must have put together as a young child like oh a professional businesswoman she probably has a suit with big shoulder pads she you know goes to work in this like you know glass um, office a corner office high up in a building. And when I tried to be that person iffy, I failed so miserably. I was so blocked. It was like all of my creativity was log jammed because I was trying to be something that I wasn't. And it was out of a sense of pain and frustration of being so creatively blocked that I said, well, I can't do this. I'm just going to try and be myself, which is a weird, quirky Jersey girl who has a lot of different interests, who makes up words, who is a horrible speller, but has a huge heart and a lot of passion. And when I began writing my online newsletter, which was called Magical Moments back in the day, again, we got to go back to 1999, and just started using cultural references. You know, I was a huge um, fan of hip hop and dance. So that was a big part of my life. So that would kind of bleed into my writing. There were things about being a New Yorker and pizza and being Italian American, you know, that were all just a part of who I was that I would express in my writing. And it's when I allowed myself to be fully me that people started responding, that I was getting my first coaching clients, I was getting invited to speak, I was finding myself connecting with people socially more easily because I'm a little bit socially awkward at times and I was like, oh my gosh, I don't have to pretend to be someone I'm not. So I didn't have an inspiration in a traditional sense in terms of someone else that I saw out there that gave me permission, it was more of the playfulness from my mom and the pain of trying to be someone that I wasn't that finally cracked me through to just realize like hey if I'm me and people don't like me well at least I can feel comfortable just being myself
4: Wow thank you so much Marie when you said the pain of trying to be somebody else isn't that the truth thank you so much I appreciate you and I literally just want to say before I pass the mic just click on the link, guys. She will walk you through it. And when we talk about ideal customer avatar, my gosh, my gosh, thank you so much. Brilliant, thank you, thank you, thank Thank you. you. Thank you,
1: Hey Marie, I just wanna give you a big, huge, huge kiss and hug. I'm gonna pass the mic to Glenn to ask the very last question and close the room out. I wanna respect your time. I know you had given us about 45 minutes, but thank you for being here. We all really appreciate you and you know I love
2: you. Thank oh, you. I love you all. Thank you all for listening and for Glenn and Ife for hosting and for everyone that's on right now. It's it's an honor to to share time with you.
3: Marie, if they know you and they don't like you, there's something wrong with them. <laughs> that's all I can say. <laughs>
0: How can anybody know you and not like you? Are you kidding me? You're oh like my the queen of likability. That's another
3: story for another time. <laughs> yeah, I <I'll leave> <laughs> There must be wrong. There's got to be something mentally wrong with those people. For real, for real. You are a joy a joy to listen to and full of just a breath of wisdom and knowledge which i appreciate you so much for sharing this space with us here on breakfast with champions this morning it's been really impactful you guys go ahead and make some noise for miss marie make some noise make some noise marie.
4: <laughs> Thank you you. Awesome. Awesome. Love you. So, um, what
3: a <laughs> Thanks. You're Thanks amazing. You're amazing. So my question for you, Marie. Quick question for you. And uh, I've been struggling in this area, and so I'm hoping you can help. I have done a really good job at building community. Uh, I am talented, and I know how to execute on things. Uh, all of those things, right? <laughs> <You> know, <by coughs> Where's that noise coming from? Mute your mic, mute your mic, mute your mic, mute your mic. I, um, I've done a a great job of organically building a seven figure business, right? Which I'm super, super proud of. Yes. Now, what I've found though, is that when it comes to paid marketing, I have not yet.
2: Oh,
3: are you there? I'm here. Can you hear me?
2: Can anyone hear me?
3: Yeah. Yeah, I can hear you you. you both.
2: Okay. I I could hear Glenn for a second. I heard when it comes to paid and then it cut off. So I just want to make sure I'm getting the question. Yes.
3: Yeah. When it comes to paid marketing, I have yet to find any success in that world. Like organic, got it. Paid, don't. Which sometimes leaves me feeling like I'm leaving a lot on the table. Oh shit. I lost Glenn again.
2: Anybody else?
3: Is anybody else I can
2: hear in? I can hear Glenn clearly. I can hear, Glenn. Glenn. I can hear we can hear good. I hear too. Okay, so I, I kept thank you. So Glenn, I heard when it comes to paid marketing, you have yet to find success there.
3: Correct. And so I feel like I'm leaving things on the table, right? Because if I'm not pushing the ball, the ball's not moving. Whereas yep. I know there's there's automations and there's paid things that we could be doing, but I just have yet to been able to 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 cross that threshold. From organic marketing over to paid. Do you have any advice in that area?
2: Shit, I don't know why I keep Glenn keeps cutting out on me, and I'm like dying to hear this question because I so want to help. It's so great. Marie, can you hear me? It's Haley. I can, I can. Okay, so he's asking you what he's asking you what he
1: can do to cross over the line to paid traffic because he's 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 having a block when it comes there. He's 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 killing it in the community in the organic space, and now he wants to figure out what to do to get into the paid area. Yes.
2: So, Glenn, do you have a lead magnet or do you have a kind of offer? Anything on the front end that you could start to test on a small scale in terms of getting leads to say yes to something that's either free or very low price to get them into a proper sales funnel?
3: I do. Yes. Yes, I do. I have a free ebook.
2: I can't hear anyone. He's got a free ebook. A free ebook. Okay, great. And you know what I would love to do? um, And I know this is, and I'm not sure what's happening because it was working perfectly the whole time. (laughs) But Glenn, um, I would be happy to just, if you want to send me like connect with Haley, And you can send me just what the name of that ebook is, like anything about it. And I would be more than happy to take a look at it real fast and give you some ideas. I know that doesn't necessarily benefit everyone in the room, but um, I'm just so excited for you. And I want to acknowledge and just appreciate you for what you've built organically. That is the hardest thing. And I just want to also say that cracking the paid bit, because you have done what you've done organically so well, Cracking this paid code is not going to be rocket science for you. I have total faith myself and probably some of the folks on my team can give you some pointers and can help you begin to test on a small scale so that you can get that automation going and you can start to turn on some of the pieces that can help you grow even bigger faster um, without that burnout piece of you having to show up every second of every day.
3: That would be amazing. Can you hear me, Marie?
2: Yeah, she he said that would be amazing, and
1: was we you and I can come in a room for an hour ourselves, so, and after Marie's team review, gives you a little tip, we can actually do like an interview around, it, and I can help you with the pay job
2: thing too. Yeah, one hundred percent. And again, I'm not sure what's happening yeah. or what's going it's on. It's weird.
3: Everyone it's else in the out. room, you guys can hear me, right?
2: Yeah. 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 Yes. 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 We hear you, yeah. 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 and Marie. Yeah. Yeah, so weirdo stuff, but I'm sending you so much love and I'm actually so excited to put some good brain power on this um, in support of your dreams. So again, connect with Haley; she'll connect it with me and then um, and we'll see what we can do to help you crack this. It is totally figure outable and um, I feel like it's just a few steps away. Yeah.